it's crazy to think that I've been a youth pastor for over eight years now, and I've seen a lot of people succeed, and I've seen a lot of people fail. Just like anybody that serves in ministry, I've seen people make good decisions, and I've seen them make really bad decisions that catapulted them in the wrong direction. My wife, Rachel, and I have sat across the desk from a lot of young people over the years and and tried to counsel them and just, you know, none of us have it figured out. We're just all trying to figure out how do we get to heaven together. And I have found this one thing to be consistently true, that there are two words that change everything. And I listen for these two words whenever we have the privilege and opportunity to counsel somebody. I listen to these two words when somebody comes and tells me that they're struggling. I listen to these two words when somebody tells me they want to be anointed and when they want to be used by God. I listen to these two words when people make mistakes because these words change everything. If you'll get these two words in your vocabulary, you can make it. You can you can make it in this life and you can live for God and you can have the relationships that God wants you to have. You can be the friend that God wants you to be. You can be the husband or the wife that God's called you to be, the son or daughter that God's called you to be. But you've got to get these two words in your vocabulary. And those two words are, well, you're going to have to just stick around to find out. My name is Nathan French, and this is the Noteworthy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. It's going to be a great episode. Let's go. Hey friends, I just wanted to hop on and say thank you. This uh, this old violin music is kind of a jam, isn't it? Does it make you think of like an old black and white film? Um, yeah, I don't know why I'm using it, but it makes me feel happy. Just wanted to say thank you for all the five-star rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Wow, means the world that you would do that. I read every single one of them. Also, if this episode blesses you, grab a screenshot of it and tag us over at Instagram at Podcast Noteworthy. Be sure to tag us. We'd love to hear from you. Also, some exciting announcements that's going to be coming up soon on the Instagram page exclusively. So you're going to want to be sure to go follow us over there. Let's continue this violin jam session and get back into the rest of the episode, shall we? So I've always been fascinated by personality. You know, the difference between an introvert and an extrovert. Typically, introverts tend to enjoy more time to themselves. And 
are very aware of their internal thoughts and recharge more in solitude. Can all the introverts say, Amen, I'm an introvert. Extroverts can be just the opposite. Extroverts are often more outspoken, outgoing, and absolutely love being around other people. Both personalities involved how you handle your relationships with people. Did you know that God created your personality? What is personality? It is our unique set of personal traits and preferences. It's how we react to things, how we do things. It's how we relate to other people and how we prefer to live. Personality is who we really are and what we're really like. It's our personal uniqueness. It's the way God made us. Some people are funny and some are serious. Some people love being around people all the time and some prefer to be alone reading a book in a dark room. Some like sports and some prefer video games. Some of you are fearful and won't ride a roller coaster and some of you would jump out of a plane right now if you had the chance for a thrill. Some of you are outgoing and you love to talk to people you don't know. And some of you love to speak to your friends but you don't know how to communicate with a visitor that you don't know well at church. Well, good news, there is nothing wrong with you because God made you this way for a purpose. He can and he will work with your personality to lead people to Christ in your own unique way. Yes, personality is an amazing thing. And because all of us have different personalities, we all struggle with different things. And today we're talking about Two words that change everything. If you can get these two words in your vocabulary, you're going to be the person that God intended for you to be. But you're not going to be able to do that if you don't get these two words in your vocabulary. But because of an amazing thing called personality, some of you will struggle with what these two words are. The two words are not, I'm awesome. This isn't a a self-growth podcast in that way. It's not um, not to pump you up in that way. It's not, um, I'm right. Right? Those aren't the words. Just knowing that you're right all the time, thinking that you're right all the time, that's definitely not the two words. No. No, these two words that will change everything are certainly a much more humble approach to your life because the two words that change everything are I'm sorry. Yes, repentance, to be sorry, are the two words that can change everything. To be able to admit that you were wrong and I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that I've, I've sat across the desk from a lot of people and I've heard a lot of stories and I've heard a lot of victories and I've heard of a lot of losses. I'm there for your wins and I'm there for when you lose. I'm there for your victories and I'm there for your mistakes. And I am telling you that the common denominator between people that keep their spirit right and live for God 
and are anointed and walk in victory are the people that are willing to humble themselves and admit when they're wrong and say, I'm sorry. Now, repentance is a two-way street. It's not just saying I'm sorry to God. It's saying I'm sorry to people in your life. And sometimes a stubborn personality has difficulty humbling themselves and admitting that they need to repent to God and they need to say sorry to the person that they did wrong. And so let's dig in for just a minute and talk about what repentance really is. Because lack of true repentance will always cause disunity. These two words that change your life, I'm sorry, are the quickest way to step into the life that you want to live. And the quickest way to see disunity in the house of God is an individual who is unwilling to use these two simple words, I'm sorry. Marriages could be mended. Relationships could be put back together if you could get these two words in your vocabulary. And I appreciate you being prayerful and praying for people and, and praying for people that, that you've, you've done wrong and trying to bring your need before the Lord. But what on earth are you doing? What, what have you done? What words have you said to live out a life of repentance? So first we have to ask ourselves, what is true Repentance. Because in order to treat others right, we have to know what repentance truly means. The definition of repentance in Merriam-Webster's definition is to turn from sin and dedicate oneself to the amendment of one's life. Conviction is the first step on the road to repentance. But true repentance is is when you move past conviction and you start changing your lifestyle. The definition of repentance is to dedicate oneself to the amendment of one's life. An amendment is the process of alteration where once was wrong is now corrected. So hear me. I appreciate you being convicted. That's that's what the Holy Ghost does. And I hope this is okay to today, guys. I, I really feel this in my spirit. Hear me right now. I'm, I'm going to be quick today. There has to be a point in your life where you move past conviction and you move on to correction. And when you repent to God, you have to make some changes in your life. If you are not willing to make changes, then you are not repentant. When you repent to a man or a woman, you have to be willing to make changes. Let me give you an example. Like, don't say, I'm sorry I got drunk and I did that if you plan on getting drunk tomorrow. Right? It's the saying, don't be crying if you're lying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's not repentance. True repentance takes the bottle and pours it down the drain and says, I'm never going back. I'm dedicating myself to the amended version of me. The amended version of myself. That's what repentance means. To return to the altered version of you. The committed version of you. 
And so what are you doing? What steps are you taking? This is an episode about, about making things right with two words. I'm sorry. What does it mean to, to, to really be sorry, to really repent? It means I'm going to make changes in my life. And repentance for others' sake sometimes requires us to go and make things right with our brothers and sisters. So I want to break this down, and this is this is why I love podcast format, because we're going to kind of slow down here, and I want to break it down for you, because basically everybody listening right now has been done wrong by somebody, and maybe they're not sorry, right? And, and what does repentance really look like, and how do you walk in the freedom of that? You, you can't control what other people do, but you can control what you do. And that's what I want to speak to today. Matthew 18 and 15 says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established." It's the wisdom of two or three, of, of saying, I'm going to have a couple people with me. This is what the Bible suggests that we do, tells us to do. And I want you to notice here that um, when you repent before God, he is just and faithful to forgive you. Look in 1 John 1 and 7. But if ye walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. God is just and faithful to forgive us. Mankind is not always so forgiving. Matthew says, if he will not hear, then take the one or two more witnesses to show that you have tried to make peace and be repentant before your brother. Okay, so... I'm a youth pastor here, and so sometimes in council or meetings, somebody will say, they're upset at me, Brother Nathan. They hate me. They're out to get me, so I wanted to meet with you because they're just, they're out to get me. And the first thing I'll ask is, have you talked to them about this? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, I, I appreciate that you're talking to me. And I, I, I'm here for you, but, but your offense is not with me. Have you talked to them about your offense? Oh, friends, <laughs> you would be surprised how many meetings could be canceled. And all the pastors are saying, hallelujah. <laughs> you would be surprised how many meetings could be canceled if people would just directly go to their brother or sister and talk about it. So first, take it to God in prayer. And a lot of people stop right there. 
But the second thing is, take it to your brother or your sister. I'm about to, I'm about to speak this and I want you to hear it. Don't expect God to fix relationships that you haven't tried to fix. Well, my goodness gracious, I'm going to say it again. Why do you expect God to fix relationships that you haven't tried to fix? What on earth have you tried to do? Because if you'll do your part, then God will do his part. Do what only you can, and then God will do what only he can. Come on, somebody. Okay, the cross can teach us a lot about relationships. What does it mean to be a Christian? All right, in order to make a cross, there must be two beams. One beam is vertical, and the other is horizontal. What do these two beams look like? We can find the answer in Mark chapter 12 and verse 29. Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Watch verse 31. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Notice the clarity of that statement with me. There is no other commandment greater than these. Verses 29 through 30 refers to the vertical beam, the beam in which all other relationships are hung on. Love the Lord your God. Oh, I feel something right now. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. That's, that's the vertical side of the cross, ladies and gentlemen. But verse 31 is the horizontal beam. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. It all comes down to this. Love God and love people. And to portray the love of Jesus on Calvary, you must love God and you must love people. You can't reach outward if you never reach upward. But the reaching upward will always push you to reach outward. The more you love Jesus, the more you'll love his people. Repentance has to have both beams as well. Vertical, horizontal. We must... Make things right with God. And then we do everything in our power to make things right with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so I'm trying to reach for you today. I'm speaking to you today that if you're struggling with this, you're going you're gonna to struggle to make it in this Christian life if you can't tell God that you're sorry, right? Let me put it like this. What makes you think that you will be able to tell an invisible God that you cannot see with your eyes? How can you tell him you're sorry? 
if you can't look at your brother who you can see with your eyes in this physical realm and you refuse to tell them sorry even though you know that you were in the wrong you're not going to be able to have the relationship with God that you're supposed to have when you haven't grasped on to these two words that change everything. Can I just help you today? And I'm, I'm done. Can I just help you today? Can I, can I give you a little fresh revelation that really isn't very deep at all? <laughs> can I help you? Just go tell them you're sorry. Watch things change. Maybe they'll receive it. Maybe they won't. But either way, it's what the Bible tells us to do. Follow peace. If peace is possible, choose peace. And watch your relationship with God flourish. And watch your relationship and your family and your friends flourish. Because, friends, these two words change everything. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you today. I thank you, Lord, for forgiveness. I thank you, Lord, for the spirit of forgiveness that I feel as we record this podcast today. I thank you that you are just and faithful, that when we say we're sorry, that you forgive us. God, would you reach out to a listener today? Would you reach deep into the depths of their heart and their mind and their soul? And if there's somebody in their life that they need to be repentant towards and say sorry, God, would you put these two words in their vocabulary and would you change everything for them? Would you turn the situation around? God, I feel your presence as I'm sitting here right now. We pray for courage and strength to do what you've called us to do. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. You're good to us. You're faithful to forgive us. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today. It means the world that you listen. Add these two words to your vocabulary and watch everything change. We love you. We'll see you next week on the Noteworthy Podcast. God bless. Thank you.